Hey everybody, you're listening to Beyond 1894. This is the official podcast of Louisiana Tech University. This is Gavin Kelly from the Office of University Communications, and I am joined today by Jordan Richardson. Uh, He is the coordinator of new student orientation programs. Um, He's pretty new to the tech family, but he's going to join us here today to talk about orientation and sort of the the outside looking in perspective he has on tech, but uh, thanks for being here, Jordan. We appreciate you. Very excited to be here, Gavin. Thanks for having me. Okay, Jordan. So where are you from, man? So I'm originally from Brandon, Mississippi. I was born and raised there, graduated from Brandon High School in 2012. And um, as you said, I am actually not a product of Louisiana Tech. Uh, I'm a proud bulldog these days. Um, However, after I graduated from high school in 2012, I took my undergraduate studies to the University of Mississippi, um, and I also got my Master's of Higher Education Student Personnel um, at the University of Mississippi, or Ole Miss as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did it come about that you ended up here? Oh, gosh, it's a little bit of a long story, but I guess it's a podcast. I get into it a little bit. So um, like I said, I graduated from high school in 2012, and uh, my first real experience as a student at the University of Mississippi was like a lot of students at new student orientation. Mm -hmm. And when I arrived there, uh, the experience um, was very similar to the experience that students get here at Louisiana Tech in the sense that they are met with very enthusiastic, uh, met by, excuse me, um, very enthusiastic people, um, including the student staff, the orientation leaders. And uh, when I was there at the welcome session, they sang, they danced, they introduced themselves, and just got everyone really hyped up uh, to be a student. And while we were there sitting in the auditorium, my mom looked at me and says, Jordan, you have to be an orientation leader. And my resume was there. I was a theater student. I had been a mascot um, in high school. Yeah, wow. I was a, actually, I mascotted professionally for the Mississippi Braves, the AA affiliate for the Atlanta Braves. I was a mascot um, at Ole Miss as well. Um, and so uh, performing, being in front of people, doing stuff like that was, uh, it was in my blood. And so uh, even my orientation leader, when I was in my small group said, oh, Jordan, you're a shoe and you're totally going to be an orientation leader. So uh, I took that confidence into the fall, applied to be an orientation leader, and guess what? I was not selected to be an orientation leader. And honestly, I I needed that. I needed to be knocked off my high horse just a little bit. You know, one piece of, um, one experience that every student really needs to go through, no matter what university that you're at, is failure. Um, Whether it's failure getting there, failure during your experience, failure is one of the best learning opportunities that you can have and not being selected to be an orientation leader um, was really my first failure as a student and honestly I was devastated I was embarrassed everyone thought I was a shoe in and um, I waited for several years to apply again Uh, my junior year what do you think it was that first time oh gosh what, why did I not get selected? You know, I think it was the superficial things that I just mentioned. Um, the, the performing, being in front of people, singing, the dancing, all of that. I, I had all that down. Um, but being an orientation leader was really a lot more than that. Um, you are a mentor. You are, for lack of a better term, you are a leader. So not just having those superficial skills that I had to be in front of people, 
anyone can do that. But to truly respect and understand the role that you play, um, I was not ready for that. And what I really needed was to not be selected. Um, and so eventually I applied again. Like I was saying, I had um, very similar here. You have to apply in a year where you're going to be there the following fall. So it was my junior year. I knew that um, I was going to be back for my senior year the following fall. And so I decided, okay, one last try. I decided, honestly, that I wasn't going to do it, but it was the last day to submit our application. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I went for it, and lo and behold, I was selected in that time. And so glad that I was selected mm -hmm. at, at that point in time. You were ready. I was ready. I was ready to be an orientation leader. And uh, from there... I was. I went to school thinking I was going to be a high school theater teacher. I was a double major um, in English education and theater uh, as well. But then when I became an orientation leader, I thought, what can I do to do this for the rest of my life? And I started asking questions of the professionals in our office, the graduate assistants in our office, found out that you can go and get a graduate degree in higher education, student personnel. And I decided, okay, that's what I needed to do. So I actually went ahead, changed my major, um, and so that I could graduate in the time that I felt like I needed in order to go to graduate school. I became an interdisciplinary studies uh, major, great major. P some people choose it from, from the beginning. Some people change at the end. Uh, we have that program here at Louisiana Tech. I would endorse anyone to go into an interdisciplinary studies major. Um, it worked out perfect for me. Um, to do that, pursue that, and go to graduate school um, for higher ed uh, student personnel. While I was a graduate student, I actually worked in the first-year experience office, which here at Tech, first-year experience actually houses orientation, whereas at Ole Miss, um, orientation was in the admissions office. So I actually stepped away from the orientation side of first-year experience and worked in the uh, first-year experience course. Um, a lot of students here at Tech know it as FYE mm -hmm. 100. Um, we called it EDHE 105 at Ole Miss, and I had the opportunity to teach that course as a graduate student. Also worked with some first-year scholarship programs called the Ole Miss Opportunity Scholarship and worked with a bridge program at Ole Miss as well in those two and a half years that I was there. Um, did some practicum experiences in fraternity and sorority life uh, and really enjoyed that as well. I also did uh, a practicum with our spirit groups um, at Ole Miss and uh, School Spirit. I'm sure I'll bring it up here in a little bit, but School Spirit is a guiding principle of mine and my orientation approach. Um, and during uh, my last summer, I was going in uh, to my final semester um, as a graduate student. So the summer before my final semester, I actually went to the University of Wisconsin and got an internship through the National Orientation Directors Association, also known as NODA, and got to work in the Midwest with a group of what's called, um, they call them new student leaders at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, shout out to Dan and Chris and the rest of the folks up in the Center for the First Year Experience at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, go Badgers. Um, got to work there for that summer. It was one of the best summers of my life, so much so that upon graduation, graduation of my master's program at Ole Miss, uh, my first job was actually back at the University of Wisconsin, and I worked as an academic advisor. Um, worked specifically with the Department of Economics there, 
And during the summer, um, I kind of took off my Department of Economics advisor hat and worked specifically with advising of first-year students going through orientation. So the College of Liberal Arts at the University of Wisconsin is referred to as the College of Letters and Science. And during orientation, I advised College of Letters and Science students. So uh, my background in orientation comes from the rah-rah fun part of the student affairs programming, but also the academic side as well that comes with advising. And so I have that perspective in those two worlds. Um, But actually, oddly enough, funny enough, I left the world of higher education um, for a short spell. While I was at the University of Wisconsin, I got a weekend job um, as a birthday party host at an indoor trampoline park called Sky Zone. (laughs) Okay, wow. Um, uh, Some folks around here might be familiar with that concept. I believe there's an altitude in Monroe. And I got that job as a as a birthday party host, and they liked me so much. They said, "Hey, Jordan, would you be interested in being a manager?" And it was hard. It was a really hard decision to make, but it seemed like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I said, "Sure, sign me up." So they moved me and uh, my girlfriend at the time, my now wife, um, uh, Brandy, and I. We moved to St. Louis. Worked in the indoor trampoline park scene until infamously. COVID-19. Sure, sure. COVID-19 hit in 2020, and as I'm sure you can imagine, indoor trampoline parks took quite a hit. They're doing great now. Shout out to uh, Braun Lonsby and the fam over at Sky Zone. Uh, But I had the opportunity to amicably split, and then for about the next three years, I worked in group fitness. Um, I was the lead instructor of a group fitness studio. My wife was actually my direct supervisor for those three years. And while I loved my job working in group fitness at a group fitness studio called Row House, R-O-W-H-O-U-S-E, not to be confused with Texas Roadhouse, um, I, I always knew that I wanted to be back in higher education, um, orientation specifically. And so I just waited for the sign. What is the sign? What's going to be that thing to motivate me to get back into what? truly woke me up in the morning and that was orientation and that's working with students and um the biggest sign of all my wife got pregnant and i decided okay what kind of father do i want my son to see me as um do i want him to see me being the best that i could possibly be and one of those things in order to achieve that was to get back into higher education and to be specifically working in orientation. Um, so uh, that's when I started applying for jobs. At that time, my wife and I were living actually in Dallas, and uh, the job here at Louisiana Tech opened up, and long story, even longer, now here I am. Here you are. And I'm very excited to be a Bulldog and be back in orientation. Absolutely. Well, I mean, welcome to the Tech family. I'm sure you've heard that quite a bit, but it, I'm, I hope you feel welcome. Absolutely. I have a question for you. I mean, <clears throat> I know that part of it is you're applying for jobs that sort of fit with what um, what you were going for in that career move at the time. But obviously there was something specific about tech that appealed to you and that made you want to apply and accept the role here. So what is it about Louisiana Tech that was appealing to you? Absolutely. So one thing I was looking for, and I I applied kind of all over the place um, looking for jobs, and I won't drop any particular universities or anything like that, but uh, really it came down to one other university and then Louisiana Tech. The other university, uh, for lack of a better term, was not really the traditional 
college experience. It was still working in orientation, doing those things, um, but it was a small, um, I'll put it, a traditionally very competitive university uh, to get into. Students that got into this university have, you know, their average ACT scores were 30 twos and things of that nature. Not to say that Louisiana Tech isn't a competitive university or a great university to go to for academics, um, but it was just a little bit more of a different focus um, at that university. And I was looking to be in a place that, yes, focused on academic excellence, but also at the same time had an identity as a community. Um, had football Saturdays, had uh, a tradition of uh, community connection, uh, and really uh, Louisiana Tech and Ruston was the perfect place. Um, Ole Miss, where I got my undergrad and my master's, um, I say all the time, without the University of Mississippi, there would be no Oxford, Mississippi, where Ole Miss is. And kind of a similar situation here in For Ruston. Sure. Um, sure. If Louisiana Tech was not here, Ruston would be a very different looking place. So I wanted to be somewhere where not only was the were the students and the faculty and the administration um, excited about their university, but so was the rest of the community. And at the end of the day, that made it a no-brainer for me to be here um, in the great city of Ruston, Louisiana. Yeah, well, welcome. And I hope that um, you and your family have have enjoyed settling here. And Absolutely. I hope you feel like, I hope it feels like home to you. Yes. And, and uh, as I mentioned, my uh, wife was pregnant when I decided to uh, apply here. And uh, that little baby boy, his name is Bennett Carter Richardson, was born last month. Actually, well, I guess now that was October 27th. So we're in December now. So he is uh, still a fresh it's newborn very new, baby, yeah, very, very new, new experience, um, and uh, uh, very blessed to have him. And he's very blessed to have a great mama as well. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Um, I, um, I, th- I think it's interesting that you've been all over in the sense of you've seen uh, different universities and how they approach orientation. And I'm sure you've taken a little bit of each place you've been with you. And now you're here. Um, what is sort of your approach to like, like what makes a good orientation to you? How, what is sort of your vision for orientation here? What are some things that you um, would like to expound upon while you're here? You know, kind of just talk about what what is orientation to you here? Sure. So first thing is, is one, I, I, I've got to learn about Louisiana Tech, right? Um, or excuse me, I have learned and I'm continuing to learn every single day. Um, one thing that makes orientation so special at Tech really is the fact that orientation is a tradition of the university. Um, not to say that it wasn't at Ole Miss or wasn't at the University of Wisconsin, but there's a very different feel about the orientation experience here at Louisiana Tech um, in the sense that it feels like a campus tradition. It is a community building thing. And as I mentioned in the pre-interview, the word orientation in any context has a little bit of a eye roll yeah. kind of thought yep. to it. Uh, if you've ever gone through a new hire orientation or, you know, a high school orientation or anything like that, usually it feels like a hoop that you've got to jump through. It's a bit of an eye roll. And where here at Louisiana Tech, it's not that. 
this is a three-day experience. Uh, uh, Dean Gilbert mentioned on her uh, edition yep. of the podcast uh, where people say, three days? Do we really need a three-day experience? And I say, absolutely. Um, not only do we want you to get advised into your courses, which is the carrot to get you to orientation, right? right? right. We also want you to feel like you have a place. And in order to have a place and to feel like you're a part of the community, you need more than just something that could be compressed into an email and sent out. And so one thing I hope that I can accomplish and plan to accomplish is that orientation continues to be that tradition that it already is here at Louisiana Tech. It feels like a rite of passage that a lot of students go through and their parents as well. Uh, So that's something that uh, is, I think, not to throw any other university under the bus, but I think something that sets us apart here at Louisiana Tech that we make sure that it's more than just information. It's also the experience of orientation. Now, me specifically and my kind of philosophy and uh, not to get too uh, highfalutin and academic on you, uh, but I, um, I believe in this idea of socially integrating students. So uh, I can already see my very loving direct supervisor, uh, Elton Taylor, rolling his eyes at me right now mentioning this because I mention everywhere I go. But Dr. Vincent Tinto's student retention model says that if you want to keep students around, you have to socially integrate them to campus. And there is a, another Doctor, um, Doctor Dan Juan at the univer- at uh, Murray State University is known as Doctor Fan, and he came up with what's called the team identification model, uh, where people they latch onto a sports team, and it becomes literally a part of their identity. They're not just fans; it's a part of their identity. And so, and he talks about the social implications and the social integration that comes with being a fan and identifying with a sports group. And so for me, I think that those two principles can be brought together. Vincent Tinto says in order for us to keep our students around, we have to socially integrate them. And Dr. Dan Juan says, hey, being a fan, having team identity integrates you into a community of fans. So I would like to have those two things meet in the middle. And what do we commonly refer to that as in the world of education being school spirit. Um, I want students to have school spirit. Now, does every student come to a university expecting to go to every sports game, you know, every football game, baseball game, basketball game? No. Um, However, that doesn't mean you can't have school spirit. That doesn't mean that you can't have identity with your university. When you see people taking pictures here at Louisiana Tech, for instance, what do they do? They're throwing up their dog. Mm-hmm, They've mm-hmm. got their hand up making that bulldog symbol. Everyone does that whether or not you're at a sporting event or not. And so I want to take this idea of team identification or sports fandom or fandom and apply it to that idea of school spirit to create this integrated community. Hey, I might be an out-of-state student, or I might be a first-generation student, or I might be an LGBTQ-identifying student, or I might be a cisgendered student. Whatever these things that make us different, one thing that we can all bond over and, and come together with is this that idea that we are all Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. And so 
things like knowing chants, knowing cheers, knowing the fight song, understanding those things, understanding the history of the university and how we can apply those traditions on a day-to-day process or a day-to-day mindset, I think is key to getting people to want to stay around. So that's kind of my personal philosophy, things I've built up from being a mascot, working with students. Uh, spirit groups at the University of Mississippi. So uh, to me, orientation leaders could be that school spirit. To me, they can be in the same line as cheerleaders or dancers and things of that nature uh, because students get exposed to those types of traditions. They're first person to tell them about those types of things or are their orientation leader. So that's kind of my guiding compass, but with the hope that we can accomplish a lot more. Yeah, you want you want students to be proud of the fact that they go to Louisiana Tech because Absolutely. it fosters that school spirit. That it's one about. of the tenets of Tech: yeah. pride, yeah. pride, and enthusiasm. And what better vehicle for pride and enthusiasm than school spirit? So let's get there. Very true. Very true. Let's talk real quick about um, sort of your timeline coming up because sure. um, obviously orientation is a summer thing primarily, mm-hmm. you know, but. I mean, you're working year round on it. So, absolutely. What's where are we at right now? You're looking for OSLs right now. Is that is that coming that around? That's correct. And I've used the word OSL. I'm not sure if I. So that stands for orientation student mm-hmm. leader. We also call them just simply orientation leaders. Right. So, right now we are hosting interest meetings in order to become an orientation student leader. You have to attend one of those interest meetings. Um, And then after the interest meetings next month, we will start the group interview process. Then we will do individual interviews after we whittle down from some of the groups. And then um, we will go into individual and final selections. After that final selection, we will go into training uh, for the entire spring quarter uh, for anyone who may or may not know, but orientation leaders get a grade for being an orientation leader, a full three credit hour course during the spring quarter. Um, And it's a great opportunity not just to learn how how to OSL, but also build your own leadership qualities that you can use outside of the orientation experience. So that's where we are with our student staff. And also, I I would love to mention my uh, orientation exec, so uh, I'd love to name drop them a little bit. So I have uh, Jacob Thomas. He is my orientation student assistant. Uh, Then we have Kinsley Spatafora. She is the uh, summer programs student assistant. Um, She not only works with orientation, but also with the high school summer program uh, that we host here at Louisiana Tech, and Elton Taylor can speak a little bit more to that program. Uh, But then we also have what's called our parent and guest leaders. That is uh, Garrett Montgomery and Reagan Barnhill. Uh, that is, those are my go-to folks. Honestly, with me being an outside hire, they're the ones that kind of help me stay grounded here at Louisiana Tech, and I'm so thankful to have them. They help facilitate some of those interest meetings. They also facilitate uh, the trainings in the spring and other meetings and retreats that we'll have. So I uh, that I kind of went backwards on that, but I have to mention them because without them, I, I certainly couldn't do this job. Uh, but uh, as far as the incoming students and their parents and stakeholders, so uh, orientation registration is live right now in the student's kennel account. Um, the way you register, actually the easiest way to register is to 
check your email. So students have a tech email address, they have a personal email address. Be sure you're checking both of those um, in order to get your orientation invitation. And from there, you'll be able to click a link that goes into your kennel account and register for an orientation session. Um, and then uh, parents and guests. So uh, we call our orientation for parents and guests parent and guest orientation, right. not just simply parent orientation, because not every student has that traditional family background, and they're not just bringing their parents, they're bringing other stakeholders with them. So um, if you would like to bring a parent or someone else with you, you're more than welcome to do that, and you register them same way. You'll get an invitation. They'll get an invitation. Anyone that's listed as a guardian on your admissions application um, can come and will be invited through email. Um, but something else I would love to mention is that um, orientation being a three-day experience, and when you get invited to either student orientation or parent and guest orientation, these are separate but concurrent experiences. So as soon as you show up for orientation check-in, students go to the left, parents go to the right, and a lot of times they think they're going to be right next to each other during the entire time. Actually, no. Uh, we're trying to create this level of independence within the student, but also we realize that one of the greatest resources that students have are their parents, guests, and stakeholders. So we want them there to be around and be supported, but also separated a little bit. Um, so that's another narrative I would love to help control is for parents to know that we're actually going to be separate from them. And when you get invited and show up to an orientation session, that you're not going going through the exact same programming that your students are going through. Uh, my goal, I tell my parent and guest leaders, uh, Reagan and Garrett, my goal for parents is that they are laughing and shucking and jiving the entire time. I want those parents to uh, really, yeah, the students are having a good time, but students are also taking care of business and, you know, having some moments where they're sitting down with academic advisors and getting serious. I, I don't want these parents to have one serious moment at orientation. I want them to have a good time at orientation. And of course, yes, facilitate serious conversations. But at the same time, I know that not only are we trying to get these students excited about tech, we're also trying to get the parents excited as well. So having a good time, knowing the resources as well is key and understanding how to sign up for orientation and what they're getting themselves into is also key. Um, so uh, if you get an invitation, please make sure, read that entire invitation. We actually have a video in that email. Shout out to Harley here in the communications department. She made a great video uh, for us that gives a full layout of what the experience is like. So I encourage you, please read your emails all the way through. Even if you don't, you're more than welcome to reach out to me, but there's really good information in those emails. So please read it all the way. And then if you need to reach out, please do. My email address is jordanr at latech.edu, or you can also email our general orientation account, which is orientation at latech.edu. So those are kind of the things I want folks to know, but also please know, I'm here for you. Absolutely. Well, I can certainly tell that that much is true. And, and I know that the, the fruits of your labor are most evident during the summer, but it is very obviously a year-round job getting ready for orientation and making it the best it can be. 
Um, I know we appreciate you. I can't wait to see what next summer looks like. I can't wait to see the type of orientation that you're bringing to the table. Um, I know that it's it's only going to improve. I think we already have a really good orientation program here and having you be a part of it is just going to help us out. Absolutely. Uh, Louisiana Tech has been a saving grace for me and to help be that saving grace for anyone else who might come through here by facilitating a good time at orientation. Hey, that's all, what I'm all about. So let's get these folks in here. Let's have a fun summer. And also remember, if you're a transfer student or a non-traditional student, we've got an orientation for you as well. So if you're not exactly uh, prepared to go through that same rah-rah experience, we've got something for you. So let's get to work. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. Thanks for being with us today, Jordan. Thank you, Gavin. Thank you for listening to Beyond 1894. Please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes. Beyond 1894 is produced by Louisiana Tech University's Office of University Communications.